Yamunadiravanachari Jaya Gopi Janabala Bagiri Varadhari Yashodhanandana Brajajanaranjana Yashodhanandana Yamuna Tiravana Chari Yamuna Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradhari Girivarana Jaya Gopi Janabala Bagirivaradhari Gopi Janabala Bagirivarana Yashodana Andana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodana Andana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodana Andana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodana Andana Yamunatira Vanachari Yamunatira Yamunatira Vanachari Yamunatira Jayarada Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadada 
ಶ್ರೀವಾತ್ಸಾಧಿಗೋರಾ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯಾ ಶ್ರೀವಾತ್ಸಾಧಿಗೋರಾ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಪ್ರಭು 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಟು ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಇಲೆವೆನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಪರ್ಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಫಾರ್ ಸೋಷಲ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟೀನ್ ವೈಶ್ಯಸ್ತು ವಾರ್ತಾವೃತ್ತಿ ಸಾರಿ ವೈಶ್ಯಸ್ತು ವಾರ್ತಾವೃತ್ತಿ ಸ್ಯಾನ್ ನಿತ್ಯ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಕುಲಾನುಘಾ ಶೂದ್ರ ಸ್ಯಾಜ ಶುಶ್ರೂಷಾ ವೃತ್ತಿಷ್ಟ ವೈಶ್ಯಸ್ತು ವಾರ್ತಾವೃತ್ತಿ ಸ್ಯಾನ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಕುಲಾನುಘಾ 
Shudrasya Dvija Shushusha Vritischa Swamino Bhavet Vaishyastu Varta Vritisyan Nityam Brahma Kulanugha Shudrasya Dvija Shushusha Vritischa Swamino Bhavet the mercantile community. Two, indeed, Varta Vritti, engaged in agriculture, cow protection, and trade. Seat, must be. Nityam, always. Brahma Kula Anugha, following the directions of the Brahmanas. Shudrasya, of the fourth great persons, the workers, Dvija Shushrusha, the service of the three higher sections, the Brahmanas, Kshatriyas and Vaishyas. Vritti, means of livelihood, Cha, and Swamina, of the master, Bhavet, he must be. Translation, the mercantile community should always follow the directions of the brahmanas and engage in such occupational duties as agriculture, trade, and protection of cows. For the shudras, the only duty is to accept a master from a higher social order and engage in his service. Text number 16. Because there's no purport, we'll go to the next one. Varta vichitra shalina yayavara shilonchanam vipravritis chaturdheyam shreyasi chutar rotara. 
Translation, as an alternative, a Brahmin may also take to the Vaishya's occupational duty of agriculture, cow protection or trade. He may depend on that which he has received without begging. He may beg in the paddy field every day. He may collect paddy left in a field by its proprietor. Or he may collect the food grains left here and there in the shops of grain dealers. These are four means of livelihood that may also be adopted by brahmanas. Among these four, each of them in succession is better than the one preceding it, purport. A Brahman is sometimes offered land and cows in charity, and thus for his livelihood he may act in the same way as a Vaishya, by cultivating land, giving protection to cows, and trading off his surpluses. A better process, however, is to pick up grains from a field or from a dealer's shop without begging. Chakshurunamena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadar, Shri Vasadigor Bhaktavrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So here, um, the process of Varna is being described. So in the seventh canto, in the latest section of the seventh canto, the process of Varnashram uh, is described in great detail. In this chapter we are seeing the, the Varnas are being described and then in coming chapters the ashrams will be described in, in great detail. So um, one time Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was touring South India he came along the Godavari River, and there he met Ramananda Rai. And, there, and they had a conversation for 10 days, where Mahaprabhu was inquiring from his devotee, who was expert in Madhurya Ras. And um, so he asked him, how can one achieve the ultimate goal of life? So that was the question. And Ramananda Rai answered that question. And one of the first things he said was actually that um, the Lord is pleased, the Lord is attained by the, if one follows the process of Varnashram. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I reject it because that is external. So um, even there we see that uh, Ramananda Rai uh, he prescribed this process of Varnashram as a means to attaining uh, Krishna Bhakti. And when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected it, saying it's external, he didn't reject the application of it in society because even he was following Varnashram, right? To, to quite a degree. Like he was a sannyasi, strictly following the codes of sannyas ashram. And prior to that, uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was also in the, as a grihastha. So we can see that uh, this is there, it's prescribed. And even in, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Chatur Varnaya Maya Shishtam Guna Karma Vibhagasha. He says, uh, I have created this Varna and Ashram according uh, by the three modes of nature, according to the 
mode in which the living entity in is in, there's a, a certain varna and ashram, a certain varna is prescribed to them, right? So Krishna is saying, I am the source of this varnashram. However, I am transcendental to it. So actually Krishna is, Krishna is the Supreme Lord. He is transcendental to matter. Krishna is transcendental to matter. And this varnashram is a material system. So Krishna is transcendental to anything material. And Krishna, is created, Krishna has created this system. Um, and Krishna is aloof from it, totally aloof from it. So, um, so our nature, our real dharma is to serve the Lord, is to, be, is to become Krishna's devotee. That is our true nature. And that is Sanatan Dharma, right? Sanatan means eternal. And Dharma is the, uh, the nature to serve. Dharma means to serve. The characteristic of the jiva, intrinsic characteristic, is to serve, serve the Lord, is to ser is service. So Sanatan Dharma is that eternal service, uh, that service that never stops, is eternal service to Krishna. But because we are in, in conditioned life, because we are in the material world, um, we have fallen down in the material world, then that service propensity is now transformed to serving Maya. So we are serving, we are serving matter, we are serving various material arrangements. So if we don't serve Krishna, then we are serving Maya. So that propensity to serve is always there. And the Lord doesn't want us to be in the material world. This, because this is not our um, default position. It's like the, the default position of a fish is to be in water. You take a fish out of water, um, it will be in a lot of discomfort and will sooner or later die. It will flap and die. So we are like a fish out of water. So that water is um, that water is like service to Krishna. Transcendent is our position of serving the Lord. When we are connected with Krishna um, in service, in love, then we are then we are like a fish in water. But when we are disconnected from Krishna, when we have forgotten Krishna, then we are. Uh, like a fish out of water. So, and Krishna wants us to be back in the water because that is our natural position. Krishna wants us to um, connect with Him in pure, loving, devotional service. So that, that, is, that is the Lord's desire and that's why Krishna has created this material world ultimately to facilitate that through the process of uh, reformation. So the material world is ultimately created to reform the living entity through, through um, just going through the motions of life. So the process of birth and death, um, the threefold miseries, it, it is the whole idea is to gradually bring the jiva um, back to Krishna, like a prison system is meant for reformation. So similarly, the material world is meant for reformation. And even within that, um, Krishna gives the system of Varnashram 
to to bring some stability and structure. Otherwise, it'll there'll just be chaos in society. So the process, the purpose of our nashram is is to come to one's true occupational duty. So as as mentioned, um, as Sutta Goswami says in in the second chapter of the first canto, Savai Pumsam Parodharmo Yato Bhaktir Adhoksare Ahaituki Apretihata Yatma Suprasidati. So he says that um, religious principles that aim at learning how to render transcendental loving service to the Lord. So Savai Pumsam Parodharma Yato Bhakti Radhoksaje. So our true occupational duty is to render transcendental loving service to Krishna. That is our true occupational duty. And and such and such bhakti should be ahaituki apratiyata, should be unmotivated and uninterrupted. Right? So Krishna consciousness is unmotivated and uninterrupted. It does not cease. So actually the, the process of bhakti is is transcendental to Varnashram. And so is is Varnashram required for bhakti? Uh, strictly speaking, no. It's not necessary. It's not required. Because bhakti is is independent. Because as Krishna is independent, so the process of bhakti is also independent of anything material, any material system. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he rejected this, saying it is external, material. So bhakti is independent. Um, we do not, sorry, we do not require Varnashram to achieve the highest stages of Krishna consciousness. The, simply the chanting of the holy names is sufficient in itself. However, we are not there yet. And, and this system is there to, as a stepping stone to get us there. Therefore, it has value and it has been prescribed because we are not there. And the entire purpose of our nashram is to, is to please the Lord. And again, in, in the Bhagavatam it says, Atha pumbir dvidya shreshtas varnashrama vibhagasha svanushtitasya dharmasya samsidir haritoshanam. haritoshanam. So it says, O best among the twice born, it is therefore concluded that the highest perfection one can achieve by discharging his prescribed duties of dharma according to caste divisions and orders of life is to please Lord Hari. So here in this verse is very nicely described what is the purpose of Varnashram? The purpose of Varnashram is sam siddhir haritoshanam, is, is, is to please the Lord. That is, that is the purpose. Um, sometimes we see people get too much into Varnashram, like get really caught up in the intricacies of it. A Brahman should do this, that, you know, should be like this. Kshatriya should be like that. They, they try to get in the nitty-gritty of it forgetting the overall purpose of it. So the overall purpose is to please the Lord. So as I was saying, this system is there um, to create some stability. Because we need some stability in life. We need some structure. Yes, we can chant Hare Krishna and, 
and come to achieve Krishna Prem, but how many can do that? We can't do that, right? So we need a social system. It is basically a social organization. And we see society is also trying to, um, you know, the, the leaders are trying to organize society. They're trying to come up with a social system. But this is Krishna's perfect social system. It's so perfect that we see it is also naturally existing. So there's natural Varnashram, varnashram also. Natural Varnas and Ashrams are, uh, varnas are there. Uh, we see some people are inclined to um, very scholarly kind of lifestyle, right? Some, some are think tanks. Some are professors. So this is like, they are like, have kind of Brahminical nature. Um, they, they are the intelligentsia of society. Then there are others who like to govern, who like to administrate. So there are others who want to be, who want to run society. So there's, a, there's a lot of people, some people like that, who want to run society. So they are the Kshatriyas. They have that tendency. And then there's so many who like to um, like to run a business, like whatever it may be. So that is the Vaishya tendency. And then there are others, then the vast majority are those who, um, who do a job. Right? So if you're doing a job, a job is basically a Shudra activity. As is mentioned in this verse, uh, that service, service is the nature of Shudras. So that to doing a job is a, a shudra activity. So we see these four classes are there naturally in society. So then Krishna prescribes Varnashram uh, as a gradual means of elevation. So traditionally in society people would follow these various Varnas and so the Varnas is your you know, social uh, side of things and Ashram is the various stages of life. Brahmachari, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, and Sanyas. So people would follow this uh, to gradually come to Krishna consciousness. So the reason is not rejected because this is very favorable to Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness can be um, applied using Varnashram as well. That's why we don't reject it. That's why we don't reject the ashrams. Of course, we see today modern demoniac society is rejecting the ashrams. They're saying, what is the need of marriage? It's becoming less and less common. More and more uncommon, right? So what's the point? You're just spending so much money. Um, you can just live together. But we see, no, there is, there's ashrams are there. The, the institution of marriage is there to, so that one can control one's senses and one can become peaceful in mind, right? Otherwise, and, and not pollute society. So if that institution is not there, the men will um, pollute society due to their strong urges. So that it's there to control the senses and, and, to, and to enjoy in a licensed way and then to gradually make progress. So we see that's why it's there. It brings, Varnashram brings stability in society. It gives a structure. And we see like there's this conversation where Prabhupada, Prabhupada was having this, there's this room conversation. Um, 
from 14th February 1977 even many who had taken sannyas were also struggling. So he could see, and he could see, yeah, the, the importance of, I mean, he knew that, but he was emphasizing the importance of establishing Varnashram so there is some stability and there's no chaos in the society. So how will people take us seriously if they say you can't even, like, hold it together? So then, so Prabhupada is saying, yes, Brahman, Kshatriyas, there must be regular education, Harishori. But in our community, if, if the being, as we are training up as Vaishnavas, Prabhupada, yes, Harishori, then how will we be able to make divisions in our society? So Prabhupada is saying now, Vaishnava is not easy. The Varnashram system should be established to become a Vaishnava. It is not so easy to become a Vaishnava. So yeah, you know, the process is very it is a simple process, chanting Hare Krishna. But at the same time, it's not easy also. It's not easy to chant attentively all the time. Right? We are living in Kali Yuga. Life is, is challenging. It's very challenging, right? Just to make a living. Sometimes we get so compromised. Um, there's so many temptations. You go online, you just walk on the street. There's so many temptations. And then we are surrounded by materialistic people and their desires rub off on us and we develop similar aspirations. So it's not easy. And then Harishori, no, it's not a cheap thing. Prabhupada, yes, therefore, this should be made. Vaishnava, to become Vaishnava is not so easy. If, if Vaishnava, to become Vaishnava is so easy, why so many fall down? Fall down, it is not easy. So we can see, like, even then, uh, devotees were falling down because there wasn't, there was some instability. So Prabhupada was now, he said, I've given you everything. In my teachings, everything is there to become transcendental. And also in the teachings of the Acharyas. What is left now, and I've also given you the entire framework, I want you to establish Varnashram. So it's a very complex topic. ISKCON has been grappling to um, establish Varnashram. So it's, it's required, it is necessary. Um, these things are, are necessary. So, so far we discussed uh, how bhakti is independent and our goal in life is to is to become Krishna conscious and the process of Varnashram is there to eventually give us some stability so we can practice Krishna consciousness. We don't practice traditional Varnashram because that is not applicable in this day and age. It's not possible. Maybe in traditional Varnashram they didn't even use electricity, right? So we, we don't follow to that degree. We take elements um, which will help us to practice Krishna consciousness in this day and age.
and Varnashram is to please Lord Hari. So now we will get into the four Varnas, look at in some detail. Um, yesterday's verse spoke about the Varna of Brahman and Kshatriya. And today's verse is speaking about Vaishya and Shudra. So we'll just quickly look at the, at the previous ones as well. So the first social order is, is Brahman, right? So Krishna describes the qualities of a Brahmana in the Bhagavad Gita. So the, the, and this is also described in great detail in the conversation between um, Bhishma Dev and Maharaj Yudhishthir. So in the first canto, we can see when um, Bhishma Dev was lying on the bed of arrows, the Pandavas came there to see him. The Pandavas came to see him. And before his departure, <coughs> um, before the sun came in the northern horizon, he instructed them on various topics. And one of the topics he instructed was also Varnashram. And those purports are really amazing. Prabhupada describes the duties of the four uh, Varnas very nicely. We'll look at that a little bit. So one of the main uh, qualities of a Brahmana is that he should be pure, purity. Purity is essential for Brahmana. And a Brahmana has to, has to cultivate Vedic knowledge. Right? Otherwise, what's, what's the meaning of a Brahmana? So the priestly class, um, they have to cultivate higher knowledge, knowledge of Brahman. And ultimately, they have to cultivate knowledge of Krishna. Then they are Vaishnava. So that is, that is even higher. So, and that's why they call an intelligent person. They call an intelligent person because they can, they understand the purpose of life, they understand Brahman uh, in great detail, they understand Krishna, and they're able to control their senses, and they're able to teach that. So they're natural teachers. They, they should be able to teach it to society. Their job is to educate. So ISKCON is actually um, a Brahmanical society. Because ISKCON is teaching everyone about the ultimate goal of life, about Krishna. And ISKCON is an educational society. There's so many um, right, educational courses, Bhakti Shastri, Bhakti Vaibhav, Bhakti Sarvabhama. And we do programs for new people as well, right? even in doing preaching programs. We, are, we do kirtans, we do classes. We might not do a Bhakti Shastri, but we are giving them the essence of Bhakti Shastri, right? We are teaching them about Krishna consciousness to bring them to the next stage. So it, it is a Brahminical society. So where there is control of the senses and the mind, so Brahmana by nature, they can control their mind and senses, they understand Krishna, they teach others about Krishna, and they receive charity. So a Brahmana can only receive charity if he's pure. 
So if a Brahmana is not pure, um, they are not qualified to receive charity. So that, puri what is, that purity means to be the ability to control one's mind and senses. Because if they are not pure, they can easily be influenced by that charity. They can become obligated. So if one is giving charity, they, they can become obligated. So a Brahmana is meant to be independent. They have to be independent. Just because someone is giving them charity doesn't mean they are bought by that person. And that's why a Brahmana should not accept, they, sh they should be independent, they don't accept a job. They live on charity. They don't, of course, they, they shouldn't demand charity, as in India the Brahmanas demand. Um, one time, like, I went to my, I was my brother's wedding, and they were doing that Haldi ceremony. And then the, the priest was um, to the ritual. And then at one point, he said, okay, now you need to give a donation to the Brahmana. <laughs> and my brother said, no problem, here's some money. And then he said, no, all of you in the audience, you also all need to give a donation. Uh, the Shastra says that. And I could see the guests were getting my family members were getting uncomfortable. They didn't like it. And he really pushed it. Uh, and and, and they, they were not happy at all. So we can see, like, a Brahmana should not demand charity. That was, he like forced it. And then when they gave, he said, this is a small amount. <laughs> you need to give something proper. Uh, at least in four figures. And gave him 500 rupees like that, but this is no. So, you know, a Brahmana should not demand charity. A Brahmana should, um, should live whatever they get, not, not demand it. And, and they need to be pure in order to receive charity. And then what they receive, if they receive excess, um, they use that to maintain their life. And whatever excess, they again distribute it. So the Krishna Consciousness Society uh, received charity and we distributed in the form of prasadam and, and programs, right? In education. It's meant to be used like that. Not for personal gain, if there is excess. So that's, that's, how, um, that's how a Brahmana lives. And then the next one is uh, a Kshatriya. So a Kshatriya, Kshatriya means to in essence means to protect society from lust. So they are the administrator class. Um, and then here Prabhupada in the purport of 1926, he says, the Kshatriya, the member of the administrative class, is especially advised to give charity and not to accept charity in any circumstances. So the duty of a Kshatriya is to protect society, is to govern um, under the guidance of the Brahmanas. And, and yeah, is to govern under the guidance of Brahmanas and to protect society, right? To have law and order, make sure people have jobs, people are feeling safe, they have a house over their head, roof over their head, uh, they have you know, good food to eat, they're happy, and ultimately they are doing 
bhakti. And that's how they're guided by devotees. And then one of their essential duties is also to give a lot of charity. So in various state functions, like if a you know, prime minister or premier would hold a state function, they would give charity to people who come profusely. So they give charity so they understand uh, because they're dealing with so much money and so much politics and this and that. Uh, they need to give charity to cultivate detachment and also to satisfy the citizens. The citizens need to feel satisfied that their king is looking after them, has their best interests. So they, they collect taxes, uh, they collect minimal taxes, not like today. <laughs> you know, we are haunted, haunted by the tax office to, to, for taxes and the government has instituted the tax office to haunt us. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, they would collect minimal taxes from the three ashrams except the brahmanas. They would not tax the brahmanas. They are not meant to tax them. So today also we see like um, charities all charities are exempt from income tax, right, and, and GST, if they can become an fringe benefits tax. So, yeah, some taxes we are exempt, but not all taxes. It still pays other taxes. So we can see that uh, they shouldn't tax the, the Brahminical class, but today we, there is agitation and some section of people say, why do you need to give religious charities, these tax concessions, what, what are they doing? You should take it away from them. So society is getting demoniac and there's a section of people, like in Australia also, who are saying remove the charitable tax concessions for religious charities like ISKCON. But they're not meant to tax people, tax the brahmanas, and they're meant to give in charity. But they're not meant to receive charity. Very important for a Kshatriya. Because if a Kshatriya receives charity, um, then they are compromised. We see to, in today's government, there's political fundraising, right? There's political fundraising. The, the Vaishyas, the big enterprises, they host dinners for the politicians, they give them charities, right? They give them funding in different ways, They'll, <laughs> very, very sophisticated ways. They will give them money for their fundraising campaigns, for their political campaigns, and then they, then they get compromised. Because if an administrator is receiving money, then they'll naturally get compromised. If they've been giving dinners, so many gifts. And we even see in government, especially in government, governments have a policy, there's a gift register. And it's not only there for politicians, but even for any public servant, if you receive a gift over a certain value, you're meant to declare it. And the whole idea behind that is that you're not compromised and you can do your duty without any, any influence. And that's not only applicable for any in government, but we see in any organization, even in religious organizations, uh, those who are at the, at the helm of it, those who are running it, they need, to be, they need to be fairly independent and not be compromised by taking favors or gifts, right? So when we, if we take that, then we are compromised. You can't, you can't, be, you can't be independent. 
in, in, in running the institution. Um, so that's Kshatriya, and I'll read a little bit more on this point. Modern administrators raise subscriptions for some political functions, but never give charity to the citizens in any state function. It is just the reverse in, in the injunctions of the Shastras. The administrative class must be well versed in the Shastras, but must not take to the profession of teachers. So again, a Kshatriya should never become a Brahmana. They should know the scripture in and out, um, but not teach it because it's not, their, it's not their role. Their role is to govern. The administrator should never pretend to become non-violent and thereby go to hell. When Arjun wanted to become a non-violent coward on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he was severely chastised by Lord Krishna. The Lord degraded Arjun at that time to the status of an uncivilized man for his avowed acceptance of the cult of non-violence. The administrative class must be personally trained in military education. So we can see today um, the politicians are not trained in <laughs> military. The defense minister doesn't go to the battlefield. I was watching this um, Israel-Hamas conflict and then Benjamin Netanyahu, the, the, the Prime Minister of Israel, or President, whatever, is there with, the, you know, with his troops and motivating them. We have been attacked. You know, you go and fight to, in a patriotic way, he was motivating. No, you go and fight. You should also, you should also go and lead. So in, in, in the days of yore, the Kshatriyas, the kings would personally go and fight also. Um, <clears throat> Coward should not be elevated to the presidential throne by dint of numerical votes only. The monarchs were all chivalrous personalities and therefore monarchy should be maintained provided the monarch is regularly trained in the occupational duties of a king. So the, actually the best system of governance is monarchy. Um, these days people say monarchy is bad but actually it's, it's the best. The problem is when it turns into autocracy. That's the problem. So when the monarchs uh, stop taking the counsel of the Brahmanas and the Vaishnavas, they become in, become too independent. Uh, you know, they become they rule without shastra and without without the counsel of the Brahmanas. Then it becomes autocracy. Uh, they don't listen to anyone. Then it becomes like then then it's a problem. But otherwise, actually it's a good system. And the same leader can, be, can remain in position forever. Um, a monarch would only change when he would die. So it, this only works when they listen. If they're not listening, then it's a problem. Um, then it's not, it's not a good system. Then it becomes turns into autocracy. <clears throat> in fighting, the king or president should never return home without being hurt by the enemy. <laughs> Listen to this again. In fighting, the king or president should never return home without being hurt by the enemy. So, you know, <laughs> let alone you're not going. <laughs> you have to go. And if you come back like, you know, your dress is, hasn't been touched, you didn't, you didn't have a fight. So, and Krishna says in the second chapter, happy are the Kshatriyas to... to 
to whom such opportunities come unsought. So if one is a real Kshatriya, they're actually happy if there's a war. They're itching for, you know, <laughs> a fight. To maintain dharma, of course, not, not just to fight. Um, the so-called king of today never visits the war field. He's very much expert in artificially encouraging the fighting strength in the hope of false national prestige, what are the example I gave earlier. As soon as the administrative class is turned into a gang of mercantile and laborer men, the whole machinery of government becomes polluted. So this is today's, you know, government. It's polluted. There's, uh, the, the Kshatriyas, those who are in Kshatriya position, are totally influenced by the mercantile community. They're, they're in the pockets of the Vaishyas, and they don't govern for the benefit of the citizens. So we see there's like a cost of living crisis, people can't afford a house. This is all the fault of the government. Um, they haven't done their basic duty, right? So next, now is we move on to the Vaishyas. The Vaishyas, the members of the mercantile communities, are especially advised to protect the cows. Cow protection means increasing the milk productions, namely curd and butter. Agriculture and distribution of foodstuff are the primary duties of the mercantile community, backed by education and Vedic knowledge, and trained to give in charity. So, yeah, very nicely described. Krishna says, Rishi go raksha vanijam vaishya karma subhavajam, right? So he says, uh, the duty of the Vaishyas, the main duty is cow protection and trade. Cow protection, agriculture and trade. Uh, we see like Vedic society, this is how even not long ago, how Indian society was organized. It was mainly based on agriculture and cow protection. And not long ago, like like 30 years ago. Everyone would have, people would have cows in their backyard. And then people would cultivate land. So this was a system of economic development. Um, so the Kshatriya is meant to protect all the citizens of state and the Vaishya is meant to protect the cow. So their job is to look after the cows. Um, and when you have cows and bulls, naturally you're gonna have a lot of calves and then you're gonna have a lot of excess milk. Uh, and then you also need food to grains to live. So they, 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 they cultivate the land and then there's so much, then they sell it. So traditionally, society would be based on agriculture and cow protection, and then there would be many um, auxiliary industries to support that. Like, you know, there'll be accountants, there'll be, um, you need a blacksmith, you need, like you can go to Ballarat, um, that sovereign hill. Even then you could see was, well, that was, that was based on gold, but, there's so many like different varnas you can see in action right there, right? There's banks, someone has to manage the money, there will be banks, there, there will be blacksmith, teachers. There's so many other professions to, to, to support that. Uh, but in today's society, the cow protection is, is not there at all. In fact, there's cow killing. You can see there's mass, mass slaughter of cows in abattoirs, and Australia is, is big on it. They're 
not only they kill to eat, but they kill to export as well. So we can see in Australia, it's uh, committing huge sins, what to speak of protecting. There's no protection. And then there is abuse of the, um, abuse of the cow through the dairy industry, right? So we see there's this nice initiative now, the mother cow dairy milk, and the temple also, the farm, looking after the cows. And this milk production, this milk, <coughs> this is like proper Vaishya activity, like this business. The mother cow dairy is proper Vaishya activity, right? You're looking after the cows. And in that, they need to have a business model. Right? So they're selling it. It's good. It's very nice. And this is proper um, Vaishya Dharma. <coughs> and um, so that's cow protection. And then there's trade. There's different kinds of businesses. Uh, perfectly normal. And, and Vaishyas are expert in making money. Whether the economy is going up or down, they will make money. Because <laughs> they are expert. And here, as it's described, <coughs> that Vaishya is backed by education in Vedic knowledge and trained to give in charity. So, um, they will also cultivate knowledge. So Vaishyas are also they come in the twice born, right? The Brahmanas, Vaishyas, and Kshatriyas, they are the twice born. They you know, receive second initiation. They also cultivate, they cultivate Vedic knowledge. Um, and they're also encouraged a lot to give in charity because they're accumulating so much wealth and they can think, I'm the proprietor and it's all for my enjoyment. So when they give in charity, um, it brings a sense of detachment. So that's why it is emphasized. And because they are the mercantile community, they are very wealthy in society. And they need to distribute the wealth um, for the benefit of others. And of course, we know the best charity is, is Krishna consciousness, is, is the propagation of the Krishna consciousness movement. That is the best charity um, to make people Krishna conscious. It's to facilitate the, the spreading of the Krishna consciousness movement. And then the, the Shudras, um, sorry, I'll read a little bit more for the Vaishyas. Animals are, as the Kshatriyas were given charge of the protection of the citizens, Vaishyas were given charge of the protection of animals. Animals are never meant to be killed. Killing of animals is a symptom of barbarian society. For a human being, agricultural produce Fruits and milk are sufficient and compatible foodstuffs. The human society should give more attention to animal protection. The productive energy of the laborer is misused when he is occupied by industrial enterprises. And this is today's society. We are all engaged, we are working <laughs> in various industries. Uh, the main industry should be agriculture. That's what is said here. That's the main industry. And all other industries should support that. Um, today there's many other main industries, right? There's like video gaming, that's a big industry. And making video games and people are wasting their time, their life playing video games. Um, that's an example, right, of an industry. There's the gambling industry. There's a sinful industry. There's a sex industry. 
and there's so many industries like that. Um, agriculture needs to be emphasized more. And then the protection of the cows. Industry of various types cannot produce the essential needs of man, namely rice, wheat, grains, milk, fruits, and vegetables. So why is there, why is food expensive? Food should not be expensive. <laughs> if this is the main industry, food should be, um, should be, you know, freely available at a, at a reasonable cost for society, for people. The production of machines and machine tools increases the artificial fashion uh, the production of machines and machine tools increases the artificial fashion of a class of vested interests and keeps thousands of men in starvation and unrest. This should not be the standard of civilization. So we can see this industry is only benefiting a small class of people. But the maj majority are struggling. So next one is Shudra. Uh, the Shudra class is less intelligent and should have no independence. They are meant for rendering service to the three higher sections of the society. The Shudra class can attain all comforts of life simply by rendering service to the higher classes. It is especially enjoined that a Shudra should never bank money. As soon as the Shudras accumulate wealth, it will be misused for sinful activities in wine, women and gambling. Wine, women and gambling indicate that the population is degraded to less than Shudra quality. The higher caste should always look after the maintenance of the Shudras. So in ideal society, um, the, the Shudras are well looked after. Of course, this is very dangerous today. This is ripe for, ripe for exploitation. <laughs> this yeah, there's so much exploitation, right? Sometimes even within our society. Um, so yeah, okay, maybe hard to implement today. You can't give money to people, to devotees. Um, but ideally, the, the Shudras um, should be maintained by the three higher classes. They should be maintained by three higher classes. And they, their needs should be very well looked after. And the main duty of the Shudra is to serve the other three classes because they're not sufficiently intelligent to be a Brahmana, to be a Kshatriya, or a Vaishya. If they don't have that level of intelligence, there's nothing wrong. And most of us are Shudras anyway. Kalau Shudra Sambhava. We all are in Kali Yuga born as Shudra, right? So most of us, our psychophysical nature is that. And and we have to render, you know, the Shudras, they, they serve the other three classes. So the, they are employed by businesses, right? Businesses employ people. Um, this majority of people in society are Shudras, and they do jobs. And there's a, then there's less Arvashas, right? And then in Australia, majority are employed, right? How many businesses are there, Prabhuji? Two million or something, right? You know, and then um, then there is kshatriyas. Even few, fewer, fewer will go on. And then even fewer are brahmanas. So we can see it's 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 natural, like that. So they have to serve the other three, and in that service is their perfection of life. 
So of course, um, you know, for us as devotees, um, we are living in a times of emergency, and the next verse, the next verse talks about how one should act in times of emergency. So this is a time of emergency. Um, we can see in text number 16. In, sorry, 17 it said, except in a time of emergency, lower persons should not accept the occupational duties of those who are higher. When there's such an emergency, of course, everyone but the Kshatriyas may accept the means of livelihood of others. So in, in a time of emergency, um, except for the Kshatriyas, said here, others can do other, can accept the means of livelihood of other Varnas. So, you know, Brahmana could work as a take a job. Um, and today is a time of emergency because it, the social order is, is not there. It's, it's fallen apart. So we see sometimes devotees who are very <coughs> brahminical by nature, they're also doing jobs. Right? So, you know, in, and our, our main duty is to, in Kali Yuga, is to, is to follow um, the process of Krishna consciousness by the sadhana bhakti. And as much as possible, try to work according to your psychophysical nature. You know, if you can run a business, you, that Vaishya nature, great. You know, you can do cow protection like it's being done, one example. Great, but not everyone can do it. <clears throat> then, uh, then we have to do what we can. And within that, try to practice Krishna consciousness. Of course, if you can do, if you can take up a profession ideal to your nature, that is the best. But if we can't, then that is also okay. The main, the main thing is to always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. That is the main goal. Um, and of course the ashrams are equally important and we already touched on the Grihastha ashram. And that is where most people will be um, correctly situated. The Varnas are, so to speak, classifications of different occupations, and ashram dharma is a gradual progress on the path of self-realization. Both are interrelated, and one is dependent on the other. The main purpose of ashram dharma is to awaken knowledge and detachment. So, so that's the that's that's varnashram. Um, <clears throat> we looked at it in some level of detail. And ultimately, it is to become, um, it is to become Krishna conscious. Uh, bhakti is independent of Varnashram. Bhakti can be practiced <coughs> independently, but we do need a support system. Um, we, that's why we try to situate ourselves in the correct ashram, and then we try to um, perform. Try to be in the correct varna as much as possible. It is it is good to understand this, um, and act try to act according to one's varna as well as much as possible wherever possible. But of course, in Kali Yuga, it's not possible to fully live it. Therefore, we we our main duty is to situate ourselves comfortably and practice bhakti within it. Um, some of us will be correctly situated. Um, others might not be. 
and that's that's okay also is to apply Krishna consciousness where you are and then gradually Krishna will make all um, arrangements to correctly situate us so any comments or questions yes Roji welcome back Thanks. Yeah. Oh. Thank you for this wonderful class. Uh, the topic is really, you know, acute mm. uh, to the modern conditions. Uh, so, um, would it make sense to simplify the Varnashrama system according to the modern modern conditions? And does it really make sense to? Uh, study the uh, Varnashrama system, the Shastrik Varnashrama system, because uh, in modern conditions, maybe it's not uh, um, uh, it's not realistic anymore. Um, and also, I would like I don't quite get. Uh, you said like the Brahmana uh, are pure and they c can control their senses. In Nectar of Instruction, the first verse says that uh, such people can um, have disciples all around the world. So does it mean, what's the dif difference between uh, Brahmanas and Sannyasis? And, like, sh should the Brahmanas all be Sannyasis then? Okay, okay. A lot of questions there. Two or three questions. So the first one was, should we study uh, Varnashram in great detail. It doesn't seem to be practical in today's day and age. That was the question. First one, right? Like, should we simplify it? Yes, 100%. Um, it's, as I said, it's not to be rejected. Um, and in ISKCON, I think some devotees, certain bodies are studying, you know, Varnashram in great detail. Um, and of course, we have to take elements that are applicable. As I was saying earlier, not everything is practical in this day and age. So we have to see what is practical, practical and doable. And that might be different for different devotees. You know, what's practical for me um, might be impractical for you. Right? But um, I think if we just read, for, um, for most of devotees, if we just read Prabhupada's books, um, Varnashram is already <laughs> described in a a fair level of detail. Like just the purport I read, Prabhupada is giving like the right, the essence of Varnashram, right? He's describing it with this powerful realization. So for most devotees, it's there in Prabhupada's books, conversations, uh, letters. We don't really need to look into like Manu Samhita or Yagya Valkya, you know, his, their scriptures. They are generally they describe Varnashram in great detail. But for us, if we just refer to Prabhupada's books, and then for different devotees, it will be different what's practical. We have to see. And if you're not sure, then we can ask someone. Um, so that's that point. And the other question was uh, that I said a Brahmana should be pure. And in the Nectar of Instruction, it is said that one who can control their senses is a Goswami and eligible to make disciples. So should a Brahmana, should all Brahmanas become sannyasis? 
be sannyasis. Is that the question? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. So, what, what does it mean to control one's senses? So, you know, it means, basically it's the four regulative principles strictly followed. Strictly followed, right? That's, and, and to, like, to only eat, if you only eat prasadam and all that, you know, that's, that's essentially you're, you're following, um, your senses are under control. So, um, of course, as devotees, we control our senses, not just to control our senses, but, but to serve Krishna. Uh, and, and even a grihastha, even a householder can have controlled senses. You know, Prabhupada even said there is um, a grihastha, brahmachari, right? So, yes, a sannyasi is someone who has controlled their senses, and they are, you know, they live free from the association of the opposite sex. And that is a very high level of renunciation. But even uh, a married person, if they're only, um, you know, engaging in sex life just to conceive, then that is as good as a sannyasi. Very hard to do, but uh, that's, that's as good, right? So we see that uh, to become a, a guru is not necessarily you have to become a sannyasi. There's many examples within our society also of devotees who are grihasthas, but they're gurus. Like Bhurijan Prabhu is an example, right? And there's many others. This is Mahatma, Vaisheshika, Prabhus, you know. So all of them are examples of grihasthas and they have controlled their senses. You can see that. But at the same time, they also teachers, they, you know. They take disciples. So one doesn't necessarily have to be a sannyasi. Uh, and it is better to remain in one's position of strength than weakness. And ultimately it is for us, what's more important um, than being a sannyasi or brahmachari is to, is to be able to remember the Lord, right? Of the nine processes of devotional service, then there's one is smaranam, is to remember Krishna. So whichever ashram facilitates that, then that is the best ashram. It is not merely that one should... It is not that one is more better, one is better if one is renounced. Not necessarily. If that is natural to somebody, then, then that is good for them. But if it is natural for someone to, to be a householder, um, then that is best. And then one can gradually come to that level, what we described. It, it's gradual, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. So, and there's the pastime of Gajendra, right? The elephant. So he, the elephant is strong on the land, not strong in the water. So if you, if you go to Kakadu Crossing in Northern Territory, right, there's that, What's that uh, forest park? Kakadu Forest Park. Forgot. Anyway, there's this famous crossing. If it's um, this river, Northern Territory is full of crocs, salt river crocodiles. So to cro cross this river, to go on the other, if you have to go on the other side, this this crocodile is full of river. Of, oh, this river is full of crocodiles. Sorry. And people usually cross it in a low tide. 
um, and and when there's a high tide, these fish they they come in the river, and all the crocs are hanging in that cro in that crossing, want to eat the fish. So if if you go in the water, um, <laughs> in a position of weakness, and there's signs there everywhere that do not cross, do not go in the water at any time, you risk being eaten by a crocodile. So the Gajendra, the elephant. Um, it was stuck in the water, right? It was in the water and it was bitten by a crocodile and was struggling and took shelter of the Lord. This is that pastime, as you know. So for us, we need to be in a position of strength. Um, and for most people, the, the position of strength is being married. That's, for most people, that's the position of strength, is, is, is being in a relationship, is being married. Um, and in that way, they are safer they'll be able to, they won't fall down and they won't do stupid things. Um, so that's a position of strength. And it is said in the Bhagavatam, the wife is like the commander of the fort. So we are being protected in that way. Um, but if we artificially take up to the ashram of renunciation, then there is a very high risk of fall down. And we see like all over the world, in regardless of which religion, people who have taken to monastic life prematurely, they, they fall down or there's scandals happening behind the scenes, right? Including in ISKCON, right? So there's, we see like they're having affairs and doing all kinds of dodgy stuff behind because they've prematurely um, taken up to the wrong ashram. So it is better to be honest and be in the right ashram, even if it's harder, because you're living a dignified life. And in that, in that stage also, one can be a Goswami, if one becomes advanced. When, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. sorry. Sorry. Um, in soon. Uh, Hare Krishna Prabhu. Um, with the Vrnashnam Dharma, I, I'll just tell quickly my understanding and run that past you, Prabhu, if that's the correct understanding. If we think the, the four Dharmas, Vaisya, Sudra, Vaisya, Chetriya, and Brahmana, if they are by birth, and that is a problem to start with, we all uh, are born Sudras and we have to move up. And also, if we think that it's, um, it's static, then that's a problem, because if we think that it's dynamic, for example, we, uh, someone is a, uh, is a servant or someone is an employee, and then if they, it's a dynamic, if they move up, if they own the business eventually, and they become the Chatriyas, or sorry, they become the, vice, uh, the Vaishyas, and they own the business, they run the business, and then eventually uh, they, can, uh, they can also uh, protect the religion uh, by donating, uh, and then also uh, in a protection way, they can prob probably be Chatriyas, and then if they uh, start uh, studying scriptures, and, uh, and then eventually, like yourselves, um, uh, move towards the Brahmanas, Brahmanas. So uh, if we think that it's a dynamic way, it's not static, anyone can become anyone, even the Brahmanas can fall to become Sudras and Sudras can become Brahmanas uh, and that is not a problem. Is that uh, correct, Prabhu? Uh, so when it says Kalao Shudra Sambhava, what it means is we all are born 
ignorant. Having said that, we all have our psychophysical nature and that usually can't be changed. So one's conditioning or psychophysical nature as per the three modes of nature is cultivated from previous lifetimes and it can't be changed in one lifetime. So, um, you know, a Vaishya will always be a Vaishya. A Shudra will always be a Shudra. A Brahmana will always be a sh Brahmana. Whether they engaged in that or not, in terms of psych psychophysical nature. Um, so, yes, the example of you, you gave is someone who works you know, in an industry for a business. They do it for some time. They get good at it, they learn it, they start their own thing. And then become a competitor. <laughs> or whatever. So, actually that person if they are in a way successful Vaishya, successful businessman, it's, it's their intrinsic nature. Just to start off, they're doing a job. But because it's their intrinsic nature, sooner or later they'll get there. Like, you know, the Ambani's and all that, from rags to riches, right? It was their nature. It came from very humble circumstances and they became that because it's their nature. It's always there. So what the elevation we are talking about is, is Krishna Consciousness. So when we are talking about elevation, it is, it is becoming a devotee. That's what it's mentioned. So regardless of one's varna, anyone can become a devotee. And, and when we come to that platform, that is the highest platform. Because the platform of a Vaishnava is even higher than a Brahmana. So in that sense, when one becomes a devotee, you have transcended all that. Again, you know, very loosely speaking, but Vaishnava is a big, is, you know, not easy, but as Prabhupada was saying. But yeah, when we become Vaishnava, then you have you're reached the perfection of life. So that's what it means. But your psychophysical nature, yeah. that generally doesn't change. And it is, Krishna strictly advises not to perform someone else's duty in the Bhagavad Gita. So, even though your duty is faulty, Theirs might be better, perfect, whatever. Do not perform that. Perform your own duty. Yeah. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So with that, we'll end. It's five past nine. You can ask me personally. Thank you. Hare Krishna.
Purusha, Namaha Majami, 
ಸಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರು ಶ್ರೀಯುತ ಪದಕಮಲ Oh, my God. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Hare. 